the word that really struck me today in the gospel was glory. Jesus talks about a, talks a lot about glory in the gospel, and the Hebrew word for glory is kavod. And kavod means weight, heaviness. If you possess glory, you possess weight, you possess significance, you matter, you're important. And glory is something that all of us want. We all want to be important. We all want to be significant. And it is something even more so now with social media. Everyone's trying to glorify themselves. You don't believe me? Just get on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, any of these dumb apps. And you're going to see people doing dumb stuff. And the reason they're doing dumb stuff is because they want to be noticed. They want to be significant. They want likes. They want to be known. And it's not like this is something new, you know, like social media just kind of brought this into existence. It's existed since the beginning of time. But it's become, you know, it's, it's always been a problem for the human race. Now it's become almost a cancer because of these social media platforms. But in the end, we all want it. If we're really honest, we all want it. We want to make our mark. We want to be significant. We want to be noticed. Even the saints, if you look at the saints prior to their conversions, one of my favorites, St. Ignatius of Loyola, I mean, maybe some of you know the story, but he was, he had these aspirations to be like this, this general in the Spanish army. And he always was thinking about, you know, how he could, he was so chivalrous and, and all these battles he would win and how he'd, he'd sweep women off of their feet and they would just fall in love with him because he was such an amazing guy. And then all of a sudden he was in a war and his leg got blown off by a cannonball. Kind of brought all that to a, a, a halt. Now it didn't sever the leg, it just broke the femur. When they reset it, he was, he was watching the healing process. He noticed that there was a little, a little bump on the side of his leg, how the, the bone had healed just a little crooked. And he said to the doctors, he said, I can't have that. The man was incredibly vain too. And they're like, why can't you have that? He's like, I don't want people seeing that, making fun of me. And how am I supposed to fight? How am I supposed to be the great general of Spain? Fix it. And they're like, we can't fix it. And he's like, yes, you can. Break it again. And they broke his leg again. And then sawed off the chunk of bone and reset it. Now keep in mind, this is before anesthetics. They made him a little bit tougher back then. Just... To be famous, Ignatius did this. St. Augustine's another one. He wanted to be this great orator, right? Great speaker. He wanted to be sought out by people because of his wisdom and his knowledge. I want to be noticed. But here's the point, you guys. When we glorify ourselves, we kind of live this living death. And what do I mean by that? We're always trying to reinvent ourselves. To remain significant. And that is exhausting. When your happiness is at the mercy of other people's opinion, you will never be happy. And you will always be fake. Because you're trying to be somebody for other people. And I really believe that's why our young people are experiencing so much more depression and anxiety is because they are completely at the mercy of their peers because of all of these platforms. 
If they get the likes, they feel good about themselves. If somebody makes fun of them or doesn't like it, they feel bad about themselves. And they're constantly checking to see if they're liked. It's a perceived ridiculousness. You ever wonder why stuff in the world is getting so crazy, weird, bizarre? It's just getting worse and worse and worse. It's because people are trying to remain significant. And in order to be significant, you have to be different. A classic example of this is Hollywood. When a human glorifies themselves, they have to do something that's never been done. And that's where you get all the sexual distortions. These people are crying out to be noticed. Odds are the the vast majority of the LGBTQ community doesn't have a father or doesn't have an intact family and they just want to be seen. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. We have inside of us an infinite desire to be known. But it's not by humans. We're meant to be known by the infinite, which is God himself. And here's the thing, you guys. If you can't get your own glory, you're going to try to take it from somebody else. I have seen this before. Where you have an extremely wealthy, extremely well-known person. They have weight. They have glory. They have significance. And the sadness at their death is tangible. Because what's everybody trying to do? They're trying to get at their glory. Get into the will. Get some money. Get their fame. Get their name. But listen to this. Psalm 49 says this. Do not fear when others grow rich or when the glory of their house increases. When they die, they take nothing with them. And their glory does not follow them below. Their glory does not follow them below. So why do we pursue it? If we can't keep it, why do we pursue it? And it's because we want to be known but we're looking in the wrong place. We need to be known by God. If we're known by humans, who cares? So what? So I get my star in a sidewalk with my name on it. Who cares? What does that do for the world? How does that help other people? The reality of it is, you guys... If I don't change, then I just die as me. And there's nothing more. But as Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. He knew what he was talking about because he did it. When we live for ourselves, we die as ourselves. When we live for others, our life just explodes. You know, it's incredible. The Bi- one of these days, you guys are going to really believe me on this one. But the Bible literally has every answer to every problem. And the answer today is in Philippians 2. It says, Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he stripped himself of glory and took the form of a slave 
What's the answer? To not seek glory, not ours. To seek God's glory. If you look at every single saint, they had one thing in common. They wanted God's glory to be shown in and through them. You remember Ignatius, the guy I was talking about? When he finally figured out life, that it wasn't about him, that it wasn't about all this glorification of himself, he came up with a motto for his order, the Jesuits. And that motto is right above me. Ad maiorum dei gloriam. To the greater glory of God. Ignatius got it. He figured it out. What life was about. If it was just about him, it just disappeared. There was no lasting effect of it. But if it was about God, if it went into infinity. Into eternity. The Jesuits are still around. They're crazy, but they're still around. I've never met a middle-of-the-road Jesuit. They're either way crazy or super holy. But they're still here. God shows us in His Son how to glorify Him. Jesus says, Father, glorify Your name. And how does the Father do it? By letting His Son surrender to His will. And out of that comes life to the world. That is the meaning of glory. That's the glory we should be seeking. Not our own. Not our legacy. I always remember that as a spiritual director. He said to me, don't ever leave your legacy at a parish. Leave Jesus. If you leave anything other than Jesus, you are doing the wrong thing. It's your own glory, not his. To manifest this truth, I want to just tell you a story. I think I've told you this story before, but it it bears repeating because it captures the point I want to make so well today. There was this woman, she had two boys, two young boys, and she slaved day in and day out to teach these boys the faith. At one point, she she quit her job to chose to live a very simple life with her husband so that she could be at home and raise the boys. No great vacations, no toys. The boys didn't have things that other kids had because the family couldn't really afford it. The other boys made fun of these two kids because they didn't have everything, the newest stuff, the coolest stuff. And there was a point when sometimes happens in marriage that due to too many problems, the husband left and moved away. But this woman stayed and cared for the boys and worked several jobs to support them. She spent her last dime to make sure that these two boys had a Catholic education. The boys, of course, like many others, lost their faith, went off to college, became depraved, made awful choices, awful choices. But the mother always stood her ground, and whenever she saw them, she would never let the boys off. She'd never let them get away with their faults. She always called them out where they were wrong. She prayed every day for them and never gave up on them, even when they just kept falling further and further away from the faith. Her husband came back, and over time that relationship healed. And he even had a conversion and became closer to Jesus. But she was still heartbroken that these boys were so far away from God. 
Every time she saw her boys, she would tell them the one thing that she wanted was for them to come back to the church. That's it. And she even told them that her only desire was that they would love God above all things. That's all she wanted for them. She spent hours in the chapel praying for these two boys. Holy hour after holy hour after holy hour, day after day, month after month, year after year. Sad thing was that she was eventually diagnosed with cancer and died two years later. At her bedside, the day she died, were her two boys offering mass in that little hospital room as she left this world. If you haven't figured it out yet, those two boys were me and my brother. I'd like to use the words of J.R.R. Tolkien that he spoke about his mother and make them my own. He said, My dear mother was a martyr indeed. And it is not to everybody that God grants so easy a way to his great gifts as he did to my brother and I. He gave us a mother who killed herself with labor and trouble to ensure us keeping the faith. Tolkien often quoted that his mother was the one who instilled the love of the faith in his heart that he was eternally grateful for. My mom didn't want glory. She said it often. She didn't want to even be noticed. What she wanted was her family to glorify God. And she did everything to do that. As this world seeks its own glory and falls further and further away from happiness and authentic joy, maybe we can take the example of that little woman of faith who took Jesus at his word. Who took Jesus at his word. She was a grain of wheat that died. But her suffering and sacrifice helped many and produced much fruit. But above all, it gave tremendous glory to God.